Hey, what's up everyone? Why the hell is he holding up this poster? Well, who doesn't love giveaways, right? If you stay tuned to the end of this video, you'll find out how you could win this exact poster right here. See, it's double-sided and everything to celebrate the release of The Little Mermaid. You want this poster? Find out how you can do so at the end of the video. Enjoy! What's up, everybody? It's a whole new world, is it? Renee Loki Geek here. So, I think it's safe to say that when it comes to live action adaptations of the Disney classic movies, it hasn't really been going the way Disney was hoping. Now, with the release of The Little Mermaid, people are wondering, will this finally break that curse that they're experiencing right now? Well, I had a chance to see it. Stay tuned and find out what I think about all of that right now. So when you run down the list of Disney live ad adaptations, uh, live action adaptations, live action remakes, they've already made over 20 of these. And I think you could say and argue that it all really started in the late 90s when they redid the Jungle Book and they made a live action adaptation of that. Then now uh, they moved into like 101 Dalmatians and all that. But I think what a lot of people were really waiting for and, and seeing how, what they could do with this new venture of theirs was how are they going to handle the golden age of animation that they are responsible for? When I say golden age of animation and animated movies, I'm referring to classics like Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, um, Lion King, all that stuff that came out in the 90s. And I feel like a lot of the current generation, um, they grew up with these movies as their Disney classics. While myself, I grew up with stuff like Robin Hood, The Jungle Book, and things like that. And even for those movies, I think most of them were just re-releases, right? So you take two of those three, and let's just use them as examples for now. Beauty and the Beast, I think for me personally, felt kind of shallow. I mean, nothing against Emma Watson or anything like that, but I don't think she was a perfect cast for that. And I felt there was a lot of uh, heavy reliance on the CG. Then speaking of the heavy reliance on CG, you have something like uh, The Lion King, where it was all CG, nothing really live action in there. And I felt it also felt emotionless. Why? Because it's hard to display emotion on real actual animals when you compare them to their animated counterparts. Of course, I should mention that uh, they did the, the Jungle Book, uh, which is kind of like a CG hybrid live action adaptation and remake of that as well, which I think it was pretty much enjoyable. However, my favorite live action remake was always Cinderella, where I think they had a perfect mix of keeping it fresh, plus having good acting, good writing, and good dialogue. That is until now. With The Little Mermaid coming out, I have to say that this surprised the hell out of me. When Disney decided to really go forward and push forward in doing a lot of these live action adaptations and remakes of their classic animated movies, I think what they were hoping to achieve was the same feeling that I personally got out of The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid felt fresh, it was very charming, it was very entertaining, and I enjoyed it very thoroughly. And that is mainly because of Halle Bailey. Her performance in this was so amazing. What a talent she is. Not only can she sing, and she hits all those great notes um, with such of the most iconic Disney songs from their animated movies. But the emotion she could display while singing these songs, you know, given the certain moment at the time when she's singing them, you feel that she is kind of like this teenager who is, you know, being kind of 
guarded and sheltered and she wants to break out and experience things on her own and she has an overprotective father in Triton. Then you give her a little taste and of course she's going to want more of that. So what happens when you restrict someone, especially a teenager, of doing things that they want to do? Well, they rebel, right? And they'll find any ways to go about doing that. And the great thing about her performance is that she was able to capture a lot of that. And I know a lot of people aren't really as familiar with her as some of the younger generation are, you know, especially when it comes to her singing and all that. This is the type of performance that will definitely put her on the map and will leave long lasting impressions in everyone's minds once they see this movie. Now, if you don't know the story yet, let me remind you. The youngest of King Triton's daughters, Ariel, is a beautiful and spirited young mermaid with a thirst for adventure. Longing to find out more about the world beyond the sea, Ariel visits the surface and falls for the dashing prince, Eric. Following her heart, she makes a deal with the evil sea witch Ursula to experience life on land. So let's talk about the performances real quick. Again, I can't gush enough over Halle Bailey, but I think we should also talk about Melissa McCarthy's portrayal of Ursula. My goodness, I felt like she was really made for this type of role. She had the sass and kind of the evilness and the way she portrayed herself and, you know, kind of like in this like playful, flirty type of mannerisms. I just thought she did such a great job. And when she finally sung Poor Unfortunate Souls, my goodness, what a performance. Like, I really, really loved her portrayal of this really huge villain. Jonah Howard King, I thought was actually really good as Prince Eric. And he kind of portrayed it in a way that didn't feel too hokey, in my opinion. It didn't feel too cookie cutter, too you know, pen on paper type of a portrayal of like a prince. Thought he added, you know, good charisma and good personality. Plus the chemistry between him and Hallie was really believable. And I, it was just really great seeing them together on screen. And you could really feel and understand and really buy into the fact that these people fell in love with each other. Now let's talk about the part where I think a lot of people were kind of iffy on, especially when they released those character posters, which I don't understand why you would do that. And that is the CG-based characters of Sebastian, Flounder, and Scuttle. Now, like I mentioned before, when it came to Lion King, it was hard to kind of get into believing and wanting to buy into these characters because of the lack of emotion. So the one thing that I thought that they did really brilliantly here, and I feel like they've learned from those problems was that they allowed themselves to give emotions to these characters so that in a way it kind of felt like we were seeing the characters from the animated form come into life in live action form because they allowed little subtle things like emotions coming from the eyes or a little like grin here and there you know kind of facial reactions that lend to the emotions as they were talking it didn't feel like so weird or awkward seeing these characters on film i will have to say it looks much better on film on screen in live action while they're moving than it does compared to just an image or a photo. But the overall feeling of a character cannot be complete unless you have great voice acting. And here, you definitely have that. Of course, you have Jacob Tremblay as Flounder and Aquafina as Scuttle. And they've done voice acting work before. So I'm not surprised that it, they did such a great job with the characters that they were given. However, when it comes to David Diggs, I'm not really familiar or not if he has done voice acting in the past and Sebastian is such a beloved character it was a hard task to fulfill and I think he actually nailed it it didn't feel forced and at the same time it didn't feel like he was trying to do a carbon copy of the character that we already are familiar with he made it his own and it made it feel fresh and fitting 
within the film and kind of the tone that they were setting here. So yeah, overall, I felt like they did such a great job. And yeah, sometimes the CG wasn't that great. And I think that could be said with a lot of the CG throughout the movie where there are some parts where the CG was just a little off, but there are also moments where I thought the CG was well done. I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you are at least entertained, you could kind of like look past some of the bad CG moments. So if I were to have a small little complaint about this movie and a little criticism, it would be some of the handling of the CG. But how about the music? Like I said before, Halle Bailey killed it with her performances throughout this film. Of course, when she sang Part of Your World, I got so emotional, I teared up. We already got teased with that performance in the teaser trailers leading up to this release. And if you saw my original reaction to the first teaser trailer that they ever put out for The Little Mermaid, I believe it was during D23 of last year, you saw how I was left speechless because I just got so emotional. I had tears in my eyes and all that. And I wasn't expecting to feel that way. The same what could be said about how I felt watching it on screen. It was just that type of emotional and it just really got me. And of course, Under the Sea was so enjoyable. I had my feet tapping and I could tell people like to my side was kind of like swaying back and forth and kind of like really having a good time. Kiss the Girl was so cute and very endearing and charming, especially when they intertwined it with what was happening on screen. The chemistry, like I said before, between Hallie and Jonah, Ariel and Prince Eric was very believable and it was so cute and it was it really got me. I, I was really all in on it. And the whole audience I was with was in on it too. And that was the great thing. When she started seeing Part of Your World, everyone pretty much got silent. And people put their popcorn down. I didn't hear the crunching of the popcorn. I didn't hear the rustling of the chips. I didn't hear sipping on the straws. Everyone was just honed in, mesmerized just captured by the moment happening on screen and that's pretty much how everyone reacted to with every musical number well with the exception of these two slobs i'm gonna call them slobs because they really annoyed me because you know sometimes people just don't understand when not to talk throughout movies they when the song started they were still kind of yappity yapping until i think they realized oh shoot maybe we should just not talk right now but they didn't ruin the rest of the movie for me i kind of just not allowed that to happen otherwise it would have been another story to share. But unfortunately, this also leads into my second and last criticism of the movie. And I call this the Miranda effect. What is the Miranda effect? Well, that is referring to Lin-Manuel Miranda and how he has his little mitts on everything. I've said it before. I respect Lin-Manuel Miranda. I know he is a brilliant talent. Hamilton is great. In the Heights is fantastic. He is a great songwriter and all that. But he has a certain style and a certain type of formula and when it comes out you can tell right away and there's this one particular number in this film that was all Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now I know he helped add additional lyrics to some of the well-known songs here and he helped produce some other songs as well and he's been doing that for Disney for a while now and I think that's fantastic. However I think there's just too much of it and especially when it comes to the rapping you know the Hamilton style rapping the kind of everyday 
observational rapping like i'm looking at this bottle and it has some water i'm so thirsty so i'm gonna take a sip and it tastes real good and i'm gonna but you know it's like enough already we get it that was really catchy when we first saw it in the heights and then we saw it again in hamilton but do we have to see this in everything you do? But you know, maybe it's just me because everyone else in the audience really enjoyed it. I mean, people were really into it. They were kind of like laughing at the jokes. And even the two Slavs next to me when the song was over, because again, they can't shut up. They said, oh, I'm downloading that song on my Spotify soon after this. But yeah, so that's the Lin-Manuel Miranda effect. And again, maybe it's just me. And I guess he's just here to stay. But with all that being said, I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. To be quite honest with you, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. I've been burnt in the past with all these live action adaptation and remakes from Disney that I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to get into here. But I was really surprised. I was thoroughly impressed and at the end of the day I really was entertained and I enjoyed it all the way through and again this is coming from someone who is not a huge fan of animation classics from Disney but after seeing this movie it made me you know realize and think you know maybe I kind of want to go back and revisit The Little Mermaid all over again and maybe some of the other ones as well and maybe you might feel the same way afterwards but that's where we are right now because at the end of the day it doesn't always matter what I think what matters most is what all of you think. Is The Little Mermaid something that you really enjoyed? Or if you haven't seen it yet, is this a movie that you're really looking forward to watching this week as it comes out in theaters? Let me know all your thoughts in the comments below. As always, thank you so much for watching and tuning in. If you are brand new to this channel and you haven't done so yet, do me a huge favor. Hit that like button, subscribe, Hit that notification bell to get notified every time a new video is uploaded, especially if you're interested in content like this, then this can help recommend more stuff that you will enjoy and it'll help spread the word out. But most importantly, also leave a comment. I really love hearing from all of you guys and would love to have conversations about anything that we talk about here. If you're interested in having Loki Geek on the go, check out the Loki Geek on your podcast platform of choice where you can find audio versions of what we do here. But most importantly, you will find the Movie Time Movie Review podcast that I do with my buddy Blake and Talking Talk, which is a pop culture news of the moment type of podcast that you can enjoy and download and listen to whenever you feel like. Last but not least, if you're in a position to further help support this channel and help this channel grow, then definitely check out the affiliates that we have listed in the episode of this video. You may find something awesome for yourself or for a loved one. Father's Day is coming up, so maybe you could find something awesome for your dad or for another father in your life. And summer is also just around the corner. I feel like we're already here. So if you're looking for some interesting things to do, there could be some interesting events in your city through Fever. So definitely check all that stuff out. And when you participate, you'll be helping support this channel at no additional cost to you. And for all of that support, I am truly thankful. Whoa, 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 but wait a minute. Are you waiting for some additional info for that giveaway I mentioned? Well, yes, you've made it to the end of the video. And here is that information for that giveaway of that amazing Little Mermaid poster that I showed at the beginning. If you want a chance to win that poster, all you got to do is leave a comment in the comments below and mention what was the biggest criticism that I had about this film and what did I call it? And also don't forget to leave a comment about what you thought about this movie. And I will randomly select one person from the comments to present this lovely giveaway to. I'll be announcing winners on June 1st, so that gives a good week from the posting of this video for you to participate. And make sure to share it around to anyone who might be interested as well. However, disclaimer, I have to let everyone know that this is only open to those who are residing within the United States.
state. Since I am shipping this out myself, it is a little costly and can be sometimes troublesome to ship things overseas. So I do apologize to all of the overseas watchers and listeners. I'm hoping that in the future, I could find something that can be suitable for everyone to participate in. I hope you understand, but I wish all of you within the United States the best of luck. I can't wait for whoever wins to get this poster because it is a lovely poster. And I really think it will bring joy to someone who has it because it was presented to me at the screening I went to and it is really beautiful. But that's going to be it for me for now. Until next time, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. Catch you all in the next one. All right. Peace out, y'all.